This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam's got kicks and the angels got owned. Kicking ass and taking names. That's how we do. Rest in peace, break home. This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we're back with more Season 9. We're, we're t- kind of taking a break from the, the overall meta plot a little bit and just kind of going through some Monsters of the Week, Chris. Just as, as the show is named is what we're covering this week. Uh, That's what I, we're doing. How do, how do you feel about this, like... It's mid-season hiatus. They come back. They, they, they do the big climatic Mark of Cain... Uh, we're gonna go find the knife. We gotta go kill Abaddon, and then we're, we've kind of been twiddling our thumbs since then. Are you are you okay with this, or how, how do you feel about it? We we flip flop. I feel like depending on what season it is, but this time I'm actually uh, I'm down to clown with with these Monster of the Week episodes because I feel like they're doing a a good job characterizing where the boys are at without necessarily hammering home heavy plot stuff. They're giving us more of the color that I felt like we were missing for um, Dean especially. And I think that's a really good thing. So I'm kind of happy that we're getting a chance to take a, take a breather because I'm sure that the last few episodes of the season are going to be a roller coaster. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's something Supernatural has always done and probably will continue to do is uh, you know have these, these mid-season episodes where it's not like there's still some stuff that happens at the end of this episode, for instance, like we're going to get, we're going to get some brother drama as we always do. But, um, we, you know, it's, they're going to save the, the big plot heavy episodes for the end of the season. Right. Um, before we get to the main episode, I would like to thank everybody at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, those people support us and it makes a huge difference on our ability to do this podcast and anything else that you might see. If you're a patron, you get exclusive access to all of our uh, monster weeks presents podcast. We've got podcasts that cover cowboy bebop, the witcher books, uh, full metal alchemist brotherhood. Uh, we've done some musicals and like Dr. Horrible sing along blog, and we've got a bunch of other stuff planned for that. Uh, so thank you to everybody who is doing that. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you to Holly. I believe was our the last Patreon name that I saw. So shout, shout out to Holly. Holly. I think I, I feel like I've seen Holly's uh, handle pop up on our Instagram for like the last three years. Like I think when I saw that she joined Patreon, I was like, got her. <laughs> <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally did it. I don't know which. I don't know what Chris did on Instagram, but we got her. <laughs> you a real one, Holly. <laughs> And uh, um, just a quick shout out. We uh, we actually started a new podcast that's public for everybody. It is yes, not a we joke. It, we, even though we launched it on April 1st, uh, it is called Thinking Face. Chris and I are reviewing every single emoji <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> that's uh, it's, correct. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's kind of a mini podcast. So episodes are only like, you know, five minutes long on average. Uh, yeah. They're we all, haven't gotten too deep into the emoji lore yet. No, so no, give it time. but it's but we're we're, we're getting there. We're gonna get there pretty quick. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we gotta get into some shit. Um, 
You can find that out. Uh, that should be on iTunes by the time you're listening to this. Just look at Thinking Face, or you can go to the website and subscribe directly at thinkingface.cool. New episodes yes. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Chris, and if you like that, subscribe but, to it and leave reviews. Just say it. And yeah, if you if you really want to support, you can leave reviews for this show, and that would help us out a lot. And we haven't had one in a long time, so I don't know what's wrong with you people. But if you're being <laughs> if you're if you feel like like leaving a review for our podcast, that's an in depth discussion about hunks and occasionally uh, where we're fucking is like a lot of work then you can go to itunes and go to thinking face and just leave your favorite emoji as a review just five stars favorite emoji that's all we need and then that will that will make us happy for from here to eternity so yes uh chris why don't you tell us what's been happening in season nine okay um i sort of regret doing this but this is what i did last time on supernatural if garth is a werewolf does that mean i have to sam trailed off to what sammy Sam shook his head in exasperation, the vein in his forehead pumping furiously. You remember Madison, don't you? What? Dean asked. Madison? I'm not following. You know, that case we worked in San Francisco a few years back. Oh, you mean that werewolf chick? Sam flinched away at Dean's words. Yeah, right. I remember now. Dean pressed on, his voice more apologetic now. What about her? Do you remember what happened? How we tried to... We tried just about everything we could to figure it out, but in the end... Sam trailed off again. Right, Dean began. Listen, Sammy. Do you think I'm going to have to do it again? Sam interrupted. With Garth? Dean shook his head. No, listen. I never should have been... uh, It never should have been you... Never should have been you to do it back then. Uh, It should have been me. And anyway, Garth is our friend. We'll figure something out, just like we always do. Nobody's shooting anybody today. I'm not talking about shooting, Dean. Don't you remember what happened with Madison? Don't you remember what finally killed her? Dean paused, eyes narrowing in confusion. It was my poison sting, Dean! The vein in Sam's forehead flared passionately. I'm sorry, you're what? Dean shook his head, realization sinking in. Sam, what are you trying to ask me? Sam took a deep breath. What if Garth is like Madison? Uh, what if Garth is like (laughs) Madison? Dean repeated back to his gigantic brother. What if we can't save him? What if I have to fuck him? I'm sorry, what, Sam? You, why, why would you have to have sex with Garth? The poison sting, Dean! The size of a silver bullet and twice as fast! He, he stood up from his chair, <laughs> arms spread wide. It's what I'm known for, isn't it? Sam, Monsterfucker Winchester, the whole new level of freak. Well, Garth is my friend, Dean, and I just can't do it. With that, Sam spun on his heel, the weight of his hair stirring up a gust of wind behind him, and stormed out of the room. Dean watched his brother walk away, horror and disbelief dawning on his face. Are we that was done? Last time. Is that, is that, that was last time on Supernatural. <laughs> okay, cool. That was pretty accurate as to what happened the last time on Supernatural. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Now we're all cut up. Uh, yep. Ready to get mm-hmm. to the cold open. Feeling, Start feeling off in Stillwater, Minnesota. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling some kind of way. Um, we are covering season nine, episode 13, the purge. Um, this was before the purge movie, I think maybe, I don't, I don't know time. Who knows? Uh, this was written by Eric Carmelo and Nicole Snyder directed by Phil Segrecia. This aired on February 4th, 2014. Sam and Dean go undercover at a spa. Sam and Dean investigate recent murders where the victims were hundreds of pounds lighter after their deaths, suspecting witches like they always do. The two go (laughs) undercover at a fancy day spa that that all of the victims had attended for weight loss. While Sam is hired as a fitness instructor, Dean takes kitchen duty. After Dean swipes some tainted food and passes out, the guys realize someone is drugging the guest and literally sucking all of the fat out of them until they die. Yeehaw. 
Yeah, so uh, we start out with our, our normal then uh, segment. It's basically that Sam is extremely mad and does not like family. Mm-hmm. And then we go to uh, Stillwater, Minnesota, and our cold open is a hot dog eating contest. And yeah, as Chris, per usual, we start with the hot dog eating contest. It's just classic supernatural fashion. <laughs> the good old hot dog opener, as I like to call it. Uh, are you a hot dog eating, are you a food eating contest kind of guy? I find, At, like, I don't, I'm not going to take any way, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum, literally, on this situation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, boy, do I never want to see it, hear about it, and interact with it, talk about it. I, I'm, I'm anti uh-huh. all of this. I'm I'm nauseous just just thinking about it right now. I'm I'm very upset. It's yeah. too much. What do they do? How, how does the, how do they handle it? How their bodies handle it? I know that there's some some serious training that goes into it, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of training for this stuff. I think it's I think it's a bad thing to do for your body. I think it's like probably super wasteful. I just I just Can't don't. I, I don't I don't like this. And the fact that it's hot dogs is so gross to me for some reason. I don't know of why. all the things of all the things for it to be. Why hot dogs? Like if you're if you want to like, and I think the I think the my my big problem with it is like the theoretical uh, unlimited nature of it. Like they're going to give you five minutes, and you need to eat all of the hot dogs that you can eat in five minutes. So like you got to go super fast. I would like I can maybe get down with a pie eating contest where you ate see who can eat one pie the fastest. Like sure, that, yeah, that's that, that's not gross. Like I mean, it's kind of gross. Like you know, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like I'm going to completely like destroy my body in an effort to eat hot dogs so yeah i mean i get indigestion if i you know sip beer too fast so i don't know how any of these people handle any of these things (laughs) me either man this would have me on my back for days either on my back (laughs) or on my throne if you know what i'm saying i'd have to quit my job i think oh yeah absolutely i would have to i wouldn't yeah imagine winning one of these and like having an article imagine having to live with yourself after winning one of these talk about survivor's guilt right now when you google uh jeremy greer it just comes up with like some murderer in alabama but yeah you know this would be my legacy would be the hot jeremy greer the hot dog eating contest winner um so there's two people competing uh there's a bigger dude and there's a, a real skinny guy the bigger dude wins, and the skinny guy accuses him of, of hiding a, uh, a wiener in his pocket. And uh, this dude has the response, oh, that's no wiener. <laughs> because, <laughs> Whoa! because, of course, uh, the hot dog eating contest guy is super gross. Uh, the, uh, the Our winner goes outside, gets in his car. Um, he slips that dog out of his pocket, starts munching down, yep. which is another thing. Because you'd want to keep eating, you'd right? Wanna, oh, I'm still hungry. You're still going to have... You, like, he, like, the fact that he's even going to drive himself home after the ordeal that he just went through is astonishing. He, he needs, like, a... He, he needs a... Um, like a like a chauffeur at this point or like yeah. somebody he needs a medical he needs assistant. a dd yeah, yeah he needs an ambulance ride just to make sure everything's still working It'll just check his fluids you know what i'm saying like give this <laughs> yeah. guy some help uh he starts he starts kind of laughing about this and then like something starts happening it's almost like somebody's in the back seat but we don't really see it and then uh someone someone starts sucking him off someone starts oh god there's gonna be a lot of sucking humor in this in this episode it's I can true really tell. Uh, he gets sucked off and then we see some pretty graphic uh special effects of this dude's whole body like deflating almost like shrinking down and uh i think it's pretty good yeah i don't think we actually see what deflates him um yeah. we don't see the sucking taking place but we do see the aftermath which is um this big guy getting completely drained a fat and from here we go to the main episode. Uh, we start at the bunker. 
where Sam enters the kitchen and finds Dean on a laptop doing research. Dean says he hasn't been to sleep all night because he started watching Rudy. And then after that, Unforgiven was on and now he's just awake. Um, it's clearly morning and he is clearly drinking. Like he is drinking some sort of scotch yeah. or whiskey out of a, out of a small cup. Um, and he has found a, uh, a, a case for them. And then tell Sam that he's going to go take a horse bath, which I've noted down because we have previously discussed mm-hmm. horse bath mm-hmm. on this podcast and uh, came to the conclusion that that's probably not a good thing to say. So no. I yeah. said it before Dean Winchester, which makes me feel like a shitbag. <laughs> but uh, Sam thinks that Dean's behavior is all related to their to their breakup and to um, the little kind of argument that they're in but dean's like hey no i uh, don't flatter yourself princess i'm i'm fine i mean that was a self-insertion i don't think he calls him a princess um sam was like i was just telling the truth bro just telling the truth okay <laughs> didn't mean to offend your your princess feelings or anything <laughs> but uh dean's like yeah no that ain't that ain't it sam so whatever and sam's like well you know i was just i was just being honest i was just telling the truth you know it doesn't have to be this big deal and then whatever um they head out to minnesota and they're introduced to uh, to the local sheriff. This is Donna. Um, Donna. I always thought Donna's last name was Handsome until I noticed the the spelling of it. Hanscom. Hanscom, uh, which yeah. is a real weird pick for a last name. I wonder if that's a yeah. reference to something. I don't want to make fun of it too much. If it's not, all bets are off. And I'm the next episode she's on. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say some stuff about it. Uh, but this is Brianna Buckmaster. Uh, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you probably are aware that uh, we, we kind of had a potential spinoff to Supernatural in the works called The Wayward Sisters. Uh, Donna was going to be a real big part of that. Fortunately, it did not get picked up. So, uh, But we, we did an episode on The Wayward Sisters. We skipped ahead. So if you want to find that in our feed, go just go to monsterweek.cool and type in Wayward Sisters and it'll be right there. Um, yeah, this is Donna, and Donna is really sweet and nice, and she's kind of got a uh, bit of a Fargo thing happening. Um, yeah, like Francis McNorman and, and and don't you know that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, 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 and uh, just very down to earth and 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 kind of chill. Um, and I, I just I was, immediately love Donna. By the way, I'm just right. Here yeah, for Donna. I, I was <laughs> yeah. really like I was like studying her, trying to figure out like okay, <laughs> she's written totally. Uh, as just a one-off, nothing character, she's not supposed to be the new Bobby. Um, like clearly, there was there was no intention for her to show up again in another episode. And yet, there is something about her, her performance, that really just draws you in. And I don't, I don't know. I was trying to put my finger on. It. I think she just has so much charisma that it, it would have been a shame to just like use her as an extra and nothing more. Yeah um a, a lot of charisma happening she's obviously got some really good chemistry on the screen with uh dean especially with jensen especially uh during this scene she like goes over to the to the, their little you know coffee and donut station and then offers dean a donut and they both start eating these powdered donuts and get like the white powder all over their lips and <laughs> sam is just freaking out about it because he's a ever since he started nutting blood he's a neat freak which you wouldn't think right. go hand in hand but i mean i guess you to do one you kind of have to be the other yeah um, yeah yeah but uh yeah this is just a real kind of like it's almost like an easy easy way they have of being around each other that i think really works for the show um it's probably the reason she's gonna get continually brought back um spoilers i guess i guess spoilers but you know hey this good person is going to come back is is not really a spoiler like (laughs) right hey hey, this bad person is going to die it's a spoiler but this good person's coming back i feel like it's an okay thing to say but why they're um i also so when uh, sam like you know, brushes his lip to try to indicate to Dean, like, hey, you got something on your mouth. And Dean very quickly, like, wipes his lip. Like, you know, he's picking up what Sam's putting down, but he wipes his lip, like, just a little bit, despite the fact that, like, his entire face is covered in powder. But anyway, while that's happening, <laughs> they get info, you know, they're, they're asking her about the victim, and 
this guy Wayne, and they're saying, like, did he have anybody who would want to hurt him or anything like that? And uh, Donna says pretty much the only dude who would want to uh, hurt him was his rival in, in the food eating contest, Slim Jim. Uh, except Jim had uh, had an alibi. He was with a bunch of people when Wayne died, so they don't really know what's going on. Um, but they gotta go check it out, so they gotta head to Slim Jim's home. And they they find Slim Jim at home eating lettuce because it's pounding uh, lettuce. He, it stretches his stomach, and he is he's prepared for the competition. Um, he calls Wayne a weasel and a nutbag, and uh, Dean notices a uh, in this otherwise kind of nerdy apartment or house. Dean notices uh, what I'm going to effectively call a goth shelf. Like there's a bunch yeah, of like for sure powders and jars. There's some like you know what I'm saying. Like in, like this, yeah. this this looks very witchy from here, right? There's like an ornate um, Anne Rice novel. Yeah, from, totally. Like like the Barnes and Noble edition, San, uh, sand, signed by uh, Anne and Stan Rice. <laughs> got the both. Got the both of them on there. The both of them. The both of them. Um, so yeah, they 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 notice a goth shelf. Sam Winchester is gonna notice a goth shelf. Um, and Jim says this is his uh, gypsy girlfriend. Uh, Gypsy is kind of a slur nowadays like probably should they even that. say it in in the show yeah, like some yeah. one of the boys says it and they're like well they don't really like saying that but yeah i think it's cool or something like that i don't remember yeah. what he says but they they allude to the fact that it's kind of a slur yeah she she does not like to be called uh the the, the, the g word um and it's 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 weird because she's he's like you know I, I think it's fine like that you know gypsies are popular look at my big fat gypsy wedding and all and like it kind of goes like leans into it i'm like this is a weird why is supernatural doing this right now like i don't care of this matters like it's not this person so let's just move on and get to the the spa part already i want to see the boys in some tiny shorts like what are we doing here Um, i came for tiny shorts (laughs) we're not not a single i haven't seen a single upper knee what are we doing what are we doing here supernatural let me see their feet (laughs) nicole nicole snyder eric carmelo come on where's my feet and knees where are those knees (laughs) i need those knees (laughs) uh so sam uh, the classic Winchester move. Hey, can I borrow your bathroom so that I can Do you can mind if I go take house? a dump in your upstairs yeah, bathroom? Yeah, I, gotta, I gotta get rid of all this lettuce that I've been carrying around. Um, he finds a picture of the of Jim and his girlfriend, um, like all dolled up in like an actual like clothes from that show. I don't know if you ever watched that show or anything, but it's it's pretty ridiculous. I know. I um, he also sees it. What is very obviously a hex bag, and uh, he grabs it. Uh, just as he grabs it, he realizes that someone's about to come out of the shower. So he jets and Sam and Dean leave. And, uh, when they get back to the hotel, they discover that this is a, a putsy bag, uh, which is basically a fancy name for a hex bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as they're starting to kind of like dig into it and like what it means, there is a knock on the door. Um, and so is there real magic associated with this? Cause I, I forgot where this was going, so when this woman knocks on the door, I was like, oh shit, she used magic to track them. But like, did like did she? Did she use magic to track them? I don't know, man. Like, I I like I don't know. It doesn't and it doesn't matter. Like this is all <laughs> an excuse to get us <laughs> to go to the spa. Like, I don't know why yeah. we're not already at the spa. I wanna be at the spa, Chris. Uh I don't know how she tracked him. Like maybe, she, maybe between all of the bits of like baby's breath and you know eye of Newt in there, there's a GPS device or something. I, I don't know. Like I would, yeah. I, who, who who the fuck knows? Uh, but, but this um, is this is Maritza, right? The girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Or is this yeah. or is Maritza the other person? Um, I don't know anybody's name. I didn't write any of them down. I wrote down um, Maritza because I think that was 
but Maritza is definitely the the chick from later. So I don't know who the girlfriend's name is. Uh, she's um, she's Slim Jim's girlfriend. Yep. She was not. Uh, she was not putting a hex on Wayne. In fact, she was having an affair with him. This was actually a blessing that she put on him so that he could win. And they wanted to run away together. And she definitely <laughs> did not want to kill him. And Slim Jim was totally in the dark, so he didn't have anything to do with it. Um, I uh, I like the fact that she says that they're going to take the $1,000 winnings and get a quickie divorce and then leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's $1,000, homie. Like, $1,000 is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But, like, you guys all look like you have houses. And you obviously have a whole goth <laughs> shelf. So, like, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, $1,000 may not be change your life money at this point. Right. In your, in Just your, sell like, that signed Anne Rice. Like, yeah. <laughs> you've, got, you've got the boat of them on there. you got to stand in Anne. That's rare, dog. <laughs> um. But yeah, so she they're going to run away together. Uh, and then after they, they get all this information, we go to a... Uh, we're going to have a different murder scene. Uh, uh-huh. So this time, a woman is at the gym. She's using the uh, little, the bicycle. And she starts weighing herself. And uh, she notices that she's uh, gained weight. Her weight is 180.3. I don't know why they're very clear to show us that. I guess because she's going to shrink later. Um, and she thinks she hears somebody... And she's like, no, it's not really anybody. So she she decides to weigh herself again. And then someone sneaks up uh, behind her, knocks her out with like a curling weight, and then starts sucking her down. And because she's laying on the scale, we see her weight drop down until it's uh, 74.6. I don't know why I wrote these very specific down to the yeah, tenth of a, of a pound down. I don't know why I did that. What I find most interesting is that you called it uh, sucking her down, which is like that sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way filthier than what I said. <laughs> sucking her down, man. What, what, what were you thinking it was going to be called? I just, I mean, I, I said sucking her off earlier, but I like, you know, I said it knowingly. I was joking. Sucking her down is a whole new level of freak. Sucker like, down you, sounds like either a lyric or an album title from the Red Hot. It sounds Chili like Peppers. you try to get nasty if you ask me. I'm, you know, hey, I'm not opposed to getting nasty on this podcast, Chris. I don't know if you know that. I have said I have said some words on this podcast We've, that could some be. Some things have been said. Some things have been said. If uh, if if I ever ever elected in some sort of public office, like there's going to be hours oh, of no. me talking about werewolf fucking <laughs> just to put on the news. And oh no. That would be my grand Banksy plant play prank is to get the, <laughs> yeah, the local yeah. news to talk about me talking about werewolf fucking and I'm that's, done. I'll retire. That's the play right there. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take my 200 Twitter followers and I will go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sam and Dean show up at this crime scene. Uh, As they do. D- Dean finds a, a weird mark. It looks like a suction mark, which Sam calls it. Um, they don't know if Wayne had one on his body because they didn't actually look at the body. So they decide to split up. Uh, at about this point, uh, a very pretty young woman, obviously like some sort of fitness trainer, comes in, and Dean says, "You go, you go to the morgue. I'll I'll interview the staff." And Sam's like, "No way, man! I'll interview the staff. You go hang out with the dead bodies." And Dean's like, "Nope, nope. You can't do nope. this because you are weird about girls." It's <laughs> just, fucking true, though. It, it is <laughs> it's a little a straight true. up fact. <laughs> like Dean, Dean is not at the point where he's like accepting casual sex in his in his life. But you know that Sam at this point would just not like, oh, a woman in grief, like. Like he's not going to be able to hide the, the what'd you call it earlier the silver bullet but faster silver bullet. i'm like it's like a silver bullet but faster yeah this oh i'm sorry it was the size of a silver bullet and but faster but faster excellent good job it's a deep um, deep dig on him there but um yeah and then and then dean also says well i'm just being honest he digs in that line again that sam said earlier um about how you know he didn't want to be brothers anymore. He's like, well, I'm just being honest. Um, and now, now Dean is saying the same thing back to him in a much you know pettier situation. But like, we get we get what's going on here. 
Absolutely. We definitely we definitely understand what's happening. Like he's he's chafing a little bit because uh Sam has kind of the uh upper hand in this relationship right now. Like mm-hmm. if you know, Dean is the one that was very clearly in the wrong and Sam has literally not done anything wrong. Uh you know what I'm saying? Like right, if we right. if we were taking the events of season nine, like Sam hasn't even been control of his entire body for hundred percent of the time. So <laughs> yeah. it was all Dean's fault. So like Dean like, you know, there's there's nothing that like and Dean, I think, is feeling a little uncomfortable with this power imbalance. Like he's trying to push back against it a little bit, and Sam's just not letting him. Which I actually kind of appreciate Sam kind of standing yeah. up for himself. There's, I mean, it'll come up later, but I'll just bring it up now. I guess there is, there's some stuff where what Sam is doing, like he, it sucks for a, a fan of the Winchester brothers because you want them to just go like, oh yeah, we're friends again. Like that's that's what I always wanted when I was watching it. But like his his behavior throughout this, and even at the end when I was like, Sam, this is why this is why the fans hate you. <laughs> even when I was watching that, I was like, I mean, your behavior is totally normal and justified. If this was real life, this would be a totally normal response, totally a healthy response that you're having. But because it's a TV show, everybody's mad at you for doing it, even though you're. It's totally normal that you would it's, say, it's, you know what? Yeah, I'm drawing this line. Actually, it's not normal that you would let this dude back in your life at all. Like that's where that's where, like that's the that's the weird thing. But like if you yeah. have to do that, like in the absence of being able to get away from him altogether, then yeah. Um, but everything that was happening, I was like, man, this makes this makes the viewers not like you, Sam. And that's that's just that's because wrong. It's an, it's an impediment to getting back to yeah. the to the great part of the show, which is Sam and Dean having a good time. You know, right. just two bros killing demons, right? Well, <laughs> stop the... writing them doing shitty things to each other, and they'll stop getting into arguments. <laughs> yeah, Eric Carmelo and Nicole Snyder, what are you doing? Yeah. It's season nine; they don't need to argue anymore. So Dean interviews the uh, staff member. Um, she says it's very sad. This woman who had passed away was trying to lose uh, weight for her um, her wedding. And as she like reaches for some tissues, Dean sees the the exact same kind of suction mark on her back. And uh, from there, we jump back to the hotel. Sam gets back from the morgue, smelling like dead body, like he always does. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it says Wayne definitely had a suction mark, and Dean has tracked down and done some research and discovered that everybody that we're talking about has gone to the Canyon Valley Spa, and they watched the commercial thing for this, and it basically promises what everybody wants to hear. Like, we're going to make you lose weight. There's no crazy diets. You don't have to work out a lot. We're just going to come in, and we're going to suck all that fat out you, <laughs> and we're going to send you back mm. to the world. Mm. Um, and, of course, this is, this is you know, the, the two owners are very... Um, super attractive people on their own. So right. Um, so there's you know there's there's some funny business going on here, and that means that we got to go check it out, and we got to get our boys in some shorts. <laughs> got to get them into some shorts, and uh, they are being interviewed by these two owners for their for, to be. And I, I'm fine with this, by the way. Like it's just it's it's obviously such a setup for a comedic episode. Um, like they definitely wanted these boys into some in a, in a weird environment, but like. Mm-hmm normally they would just show up as FBI people and investigate the place. Like this right. undercover sting operation that they're doing seems a little <laughs> over the top for it's way over the top. Yeah. But like, it's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> um, Dean, speaking of over the top during this interview is just crazy. Like, what is he doing here? Like he's so excited about fitness. He's got a lot of energy. Um, and it's kind of pointed in the wrong direction. Plus I th- I'm sure he's been drinking since he woke up that morning. <laughs> So, you know, he's a, little bit, he's a little bit off. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they, they interview and they're like, yeah, you guys sound very passionate. You sound great. But there's, yeah, there's only one, only one trainer position. Um, so they say to Dean, like, well, we have, we have something that might be, um, 
more befitting you and then just cut to dean dressed as the lunch lady you uh you, you skipped over the part where the the owner starts doing kung fu moves for no reason uh, yes, <laughs> yes that was indeed. really fucking just, weird man they're like, just throwing the weird vibes out there and this is all just just uh like it feels like it's almost improv right like this is how this <laughs> scene feels of like yeah. okay now now be a guy that knows kung fu Hi-ya! it's very strange uh it's yeah dean dressed up as the lunch lady i'm glad you said lunch lady because uh i wrote down lunch lady in my notes too (laughs) like i think everybody had a lunch lady yeah um and he is just going to constantly for the rest of the episode dog out the food that he is being forced to serve to these people and meanwhile sam is going to go teach a yoga class and finally i get that sweet short action that i've been looking That's, for chris i've been i've been asking for shorts since what season season one i think is when the first came up. i feel like season one episode one it was you were you were saying we when were are like, these boys gonna get some jorts on <laughs> when are we gonna see it you know one pair of shorts and we got we got a small taste of shorts in season four on um, the after school special where Dean is a gym teacher, but that was, you know, that that couldn't satisfy me. It's been years anyway, and I'm still here asking for shorts, and sure enough, here they are. Finally, you got your wish. Uh, so they they split, and we find that Donna arrives. Uh, Donna walks into one of these little treatment rooms, and she's wondering if this treatment was going to hurt. the uh, The owner lady is like, "No, it's not going to ha- hurt at all. Like, go ahead and lay down." And she lays down on like this uh, face down on this like massage table looking thing. Um, the doctor starts heating up these jars. She she's heating up the lids of these jars and then placing them on Donna's back, and it's causing the the skin to kind of suck into the the jar and these like creepy looking postural things. And then she she lays out four or five of those, and then she just dives in. Man, she opens her mouth yeah. and her and her she sucks sucker her down. Comes out. She sucks yeah. her down. A um, weird alien tongue thing. It's like. And it's funny because the other the, the other suction cups on there, it's just a cover. It's just to it's just to hide the fact that they're sticking an alien tongue on there. They're like, yeah, we'll just do this other suction cup thing, and it'll make it look like we didn't um, stick an alien tongue into your back. What do you think about the CGI on this? It's um, it's not distractingly bad, but it's um, I I, I don't know, it's just kind of gross, I guess. It is super gross. I feel like it, and uh, and, and I, I may be just out on a limb here, right? Like I could just be way out on a limb, but it just feels like it doesn't really feel like a supernatural monster for some reason. Like I don't know if it's because it looks like so alieny, almost like the way you were describing. But yeah. it just it doesn't like feel like it fits into the into the supernatural universe, and, I, and it doesn't matter. Like it's just a, it's just an effect. I was just curious if you had that thought as well. Yeah, it's just like it. It feels more alien than monster, which is a yeah. weird distinction to make. But it feels like all the monsters always just have like one small alteration, which we've complained about in the past. But this is like, yeah, there's a whole fucking thing coming out of its face. It's a whole, it's a whole business. It's 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 very gross and disgusting looking. Like I'll I'll give it that. Like it does its yeah. job really yeah. well. Uh, we go back over to Dean, who is uh, playing on his phone and getting yelled out by his uh, like kitchen service <laughs> uh, manager guy. Um, and he's he's very hungry and his coworker is like look you need to you need to start putting putting into these cups because this is the last thing that they're going to get before they they the real work starts and of course D- dean has to pocket some of that pudding because he's so hungry he, he oh, yeah. i don't i don't know if oh, you remember yeah. chris he loves pudding he loves pudding i don't know why he didn't just like bring some extra snacks or like keep some back at the, his room but he's got to eat that right there and then he just has to do it so he you know sneaks off with a little bit of that pudding there wasn't a lot of time and, uh, to prepare for this. I mean, like earlier today, he was pretending to be an FBI agent at a sheriff's yeah. office, and then he 
changed clothes and then drove to Canyon Valley and then now it was he's like a four hour drive actively working like he's working like he started work at half a day like you normally do with jobs like you walk into a job you do a job interview and they provide you with the clothes right there and they start you immediately that's the way that works and then you just got to eat that pudding what are you gonna then do you gotta eat um, that pudding he's um yeah so he he's instructed to, to pour it out for for the guests and he does a little bit of that but then yeah then he sneaks off he eats that pudding and then he passes out um it's very clearly there's a sedative in it and it's no good while that's happening sam is teaching a yoga class which is weird he keeps telling he's like tells them to hold this position for like five minutes everyone's like what dude you're supposed to do it for 30 seconds not five minutes sam's like yeah sure i'm in shorts i don't know what's going on and then he walks around to check everyone's like posture and their form and he notices that just about everybody in there has the suction mark on them can we talk about how just fucking natural Jensen, Jensen, uh, Jared Padalecki looks in the, both the yoga clothes and in this environment? Like yeah. he just looks like he was made for this. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, like back in I think the, like, when he first started getting like totally ripped, like he was like a little bit over the top muscle boy. Like he's kind of yeah. slimmed down from from there, like and looking a little bit more uh, of having like a natural um, body type, I guess. But boy, like he is, he is, he looks like he teaches yoga in this outfit. <laughs> like he, yeah. he looks yeah. like I wouldn't, nobody's ever going to look at me, especially in this outfit and go like, oh, that dude probably <laughs> teaches yoga on the weekend. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. Like, not going to happen at all. <laughs> they might go, does that guy do hot dog eating contests on the weekend? Um, That's exactly right. That they, dude has um, totally shoved an entire pie in his mouth in under five minutes. I can tell. Yeah, I can tell. He's got that look. <laughs> also, he's vibe, wearing that shirt that says off. that. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um. But Sam, yeah, I wouldn't bet an eye if I saw this guy walking around at a yoga place. Um, when he finishes, he walks out and uh, he <clears throat> runs across Donna, who's being pushed in a wheelchair. And uh, Donna recognizes him, but Sam just kind of quickly plays it off. But of course, that alerts our uh, one of the owners, the dude who was doing Kung Fu earlier. And so he's he's now suspicious. And then uh, Sam gets a phone call, and it's Dean, who barely manages to get out. I need your help and sweet potatoes before just falling asleep on the <laughs> yeah. sweet potatoes themselves, which is actually really funny and kind of cute. Yeah, that's a good bit. And um, there takes some it takes some exploring for uh, for Sam to get back to those sweet Man, potatoes. What is what is this Resident Evil style scene of Sam <clears throat> opening and closing doors until he finds Dean Winchester? I thought that was really, really weird and funny. Yeah. They're really conjuring up some strange horror. In this place yeah it's 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 like like how number one how huge is this place right like two people own yeah <laughs> and you were obviously understaffed if you just hire two more like what is happening but uh eventually he finds him splayed out on the floor uh sam immediately goes to the ch- the chef to find out what's in the pudding and uh of course, assaults him and and literally like shoves him up against the wall and i'm like sam you need to calm down dude you were sam. seven foot five sam you about to nut we can all see it that <laughs> pain is pumping right now <laughs> yeah somebody needs to suck you down quick he's in the telltale side somebody needs to suck this man down quick somebody, could, excuse me excuse me do we have a sucker in the house we somebody needs to suck this man down hey, over here hey can i get some help over here um but the guy's like, dude, we just put supplements in there, and he he doesn't seem to really know what's going on. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We just put supplements in the pudding. It's supposed to help your metabolism or something. And Sam is like, okay, gets the supplements. He brings them back. He shows Dean, who's now you know he's waking up a little bit. He's drinking an energy drink, and um, Dean he looks at them and he's like, these are roofies. And Sam is like, how do you know that they're roofies? And I was expecting something weird, but Sam is like, hasn't anybody ever like taught you? Like, you don't want people slipping shit in your drink. You need to know what this looks like. And he's like, oh, all right. Yeah, I guess. I'm... Roofies are so fucking old, man. Like, nobody has a roofie anymore. Like, 
It's such a it's such a dated reference, Eric Carmelo. What are you doing? <laughs> really going <laughs> a hard on a dicks on Eric today. I don't know what. To Get him on the podcast. Let him defend himself. Jeez, Eric, if you want to come on, man, watch the week dot cool slash contact. So they they go and interrogate Donna, um, and we find out some of her backstory. Uh, she 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 has just lost ten pounds. She doesn't really care about how she did it. Um, she said that uh, her husband left her and basically said that like, Oh, you love th- these chocolate chip milkshakes more than you love me. So I'm, I'm out. And she's like, I have been kind of eating through my feelings since then. And I, I kind of appreciate this as like a, like they don't, they don't like go out of the way to, to like shame her for this activity. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it'd be, it'd be really easy to, to make a joke about like, Oh man, you know, the milkshakes and girls or, or whatever. But like they, they actually kind of play this pretty straight, which I, I feel is a, is a good move. Like I'm, I'm glad we I, didn't have to, to hear any bullshit about this. I just feel really sad for her because she has a smile on her face the whole time. But as she's talking about the fact that her husband left her, and it's just like she she feels really sad. You can tell, and but she just does, tries to do a good job of covering it up. And I was like, oh, Donna, that's you don't deserve that. As I think Dean says, he's like, well, yeah, fuck that guy. Also, she is so incredibly pretty. <laughs> like, right? And it's she's, so she mean. Has, she has like this the the nicest face that you've ever seen in the world, and she just looks so nice and. I don't know, just kind of happy to be there. Like she, she just, she kills this role so well. Like this has to be why they brought her back. Like she was just had such an energy on this. I I, I love it so much. Um, so from here, I have lost my plates in my notes. Um, they tell her like, Oh yeah, we're, we're undercover. And we're, we're, you know, and she kind of pulls up her, her shirt front and shows her the section mark on the back. And then this is where we go back over to the, the two owners of this place. So the guy whose name is Larry. Is it really Larry? Jesus Christ. Okay, sure. Um, I think it might be Larry. Larry shows up to tell Maritza um, that these are not agents. Uh, these are hunters, and they have yeah. been found out. Immediately cluing you into a. Yeah, we knew she was a monster, but now he's in on it. And B, they know what hunters are. Like they've obviously been right. hunted before. Um, so what what i I think we maybe briefly skipped over it earlier they met when he was on like vacation or he was doing like studying in peru or something and and that's where they had their um their their first encounter which is clearly where he like you know found out she was a monster she helped him lose weight or something and and then she came over here with him but he's not actually a monster he's he's in on it but he's not um he's not one of these creatures exactly yeah um Sam goes to investigate the spy room. Uh, meanwhile, Maritza is starting to give away to get rid of evidence and she can't quite help herself. She's pulling out these like pre cans of fat that they have pulled out. of these people. It's so nasty. And she's, yeah. it looks so gross. It looks like lard. It looks like someone is straight up, you know, sucking down some lard. Um, but he, he, she just can't help herself. So she has to spit out that weird tentacle tongue and, and get after it. And of course, Dean oh. is sorry. Well, so yeah, Dean, Dean catches her, uh, he catches her feeding, and then we just like cut to him having tied her up. But just to take a step back, did, mm-hmm. did Larry or whatever his name is, did, did he, so he says he searched their glove box. Does that mean that he went into the Impala and just like searched 100%. the Impala? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to, all right. Cause he's got fuck, the, he's got up. the. He's got the cigar box that like you yeah. normally see them rifling through their IDs, IDs in. Like, did he fuck up the Impala somehow? I don't think Dean locks the doors of all things. I don't think I've ever seen him lock up the Apollo door. So I guess he just fucking opened the door. 
Um, my, uh, is- my, my dad is real bad about not locking doors, but he has like the, the, the weirdest luck about it. Like somebody stole his truck out of his, out of his driveway. Um, they couldn't find it. They eventually found it after ins- the insurance company, like bought him a new truck. They eventually find the old one <clears throat> and it was like, fine. They, somebody had joy written it out to it in a field until it, uh, ran out of gas. Huh. And then he was like, hey, can I get my rims off the old truck? And they were like, sure, man, no problem. And they just gave him the rims <laughs> off the old truck. And I'm like, how is this? This all worked out really well for you, for you being kind of a dumbass about not locking your truck in the middle of a fucking city. Like, how did this happen? This wouldn't happen to me. I'd be out hundreds of thousands of dollars somehow. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he definitely broke into the Impala <laughs> yeah, somehow. Dean, Dean was tired of people breaking the window, so he just leaves it unlocked. <laughs> Has a little sign there. Windows unlocked. Get the radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then they realize that Wayne's death is what led them here, the hunters. But they themselves don't seem to act like they had anything to do with that. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they're there. Then it's suddenly well, we need to get rid of the evidence. Oh, shit. Something's going on. And after Dean ties her up with a um, an electrical cord, it looks like a lamp power yeah. cord. Like, I mean, like I guess you're using your surroundings, off. but yeah, it's yeah. very weird. Um, that's what she tells. She tells Dean is that it wasn't her. She's a fish taco, which sounds like fish taco, but it's actually not spelled pi- like that. It's spelled fish taco. I'm hoping I'm yeah. saying that correctly. Right. <laughs> I don't dude, You're asking the wrong fella. Um, a Peruvian fat sucker is what that translates to, I guess. Yes. Um, she says they they aren't evil. They aren't monsters because Dean compares them to vampires immediately, and she's like, "No, no, 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 no. We're like parasites. We feed off of people, but that's like that's it. We don't kill people. We're, yeah. we're here to help them lose weight. Like we're actually like doing something here. It's a it's a win win. They lose weight and we get food, and like that's all good." Um, she says that those murders were more than likely done by Alonzo, who is her brother, and he is also the guy that Dean was working for in the cafeteria. Yeah, the one that kept telling Dean, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. Yeah. Um, uh, so so this is, <clears throat> we go back over to Sam, um, who, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, we go back to Larry, who is confronting Alonzo and basically saying like, hey, we know you killed these people. You need to get the fuck out. She doesn't want you here. You're a fucking freak. Like, just literally laying into him. And uh eventually Alonzo just looks at him and like, we don't see it, but you can tell like that pistachio is about to murder Larry and eat him. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's about to yeah. happen right now. <laughs> about to get eaten. Uh, and yeah, well, we just really, really get eaten because there's no fat on his body. He just gets, uh, killed. <laughs> oh, what a bummer of a, what a bummer of a meal, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a little, little bleh, a pathetic little morsel from his bum. Probably. Um, Sam finds the body, uh, and, just finds this dude like with a suction mark on his neck bleeding on the floor. Um, Maritza kind of goes into this, this thing where, you know, they, they wanted to live in peace, but Alonso couldn't. So they, they, she demoted him, which I thought was a real shitty thing to do. I was like, <laughs> now, now you're in charge of the kitchen and you can only eat canned cat food. Like that's, that's what yeah. your job is now. Like that. I mean, maybe you're creating your own problem there, Maritza. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, um, but she's like, yeah, he's probably down in the basement. Um, let me tell you how to kill him i don't think that they tell us no um, they don't but they tell she tells sam and dean how to kill him uh and then they head down there's lots of like sleuthing with their knives out lots of tight corners and camera oh, angles yeah. as they mm-hmm. just they work their way down to the basement the lights are out so they have to get some flashlights 
Um, can you imagine? Can you imagine like walking down a hallway and then finding Sam and Dean like holding their knives out yeah. and being like, just uh, whipping their, their heads spot. around? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I'm just looking for the bathroom. I'll, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just, I'll just leave the yeah. state. Don't worry about me. See you later. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna get my car and leave. <laughs> moving to California. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I put this in my notes as lots of slow walking, uh, spooky times. Because eventually they find a, a hallway uh, with a broken light. Dean finds these flashlights and they, they descend down the hallway. How big is this place, Chris? How it's big is large, it? dude. It's a it's huge fucking, spot. It's fucking big, dude. It's Man, huge, must be dude. eating fat all day long. All they day long, be, dude. Must be pulling um, the fat out of this place. They pull, yeah, and they're raking it back in. So they head down. <laughs> they're just sucking this place down, Chris. God damn. Well, they're sucking. They, they, head to toe, they're sucking this place down. Uh the boys head into the dark. They split up, of course. Uh, Sam runs into the brother. They start fighting. Sam is provoking him, and he's like, yo, your your sister ratted you out. He's using some family angst against him, because I guess that's his fucking M.O. now. Mm-hmm. Um, Alonzo, you know, meanwhile, is just trying to suck Sam off. That's, he's that's just, he's, he's like, dude, to... just let me, f- let me, I let swear, me just, just, just let, me, my... let me, let me suck it. I just need to suck it. <laughs> just let me get, let me, let me get one suck. Just, just need, let me get one suck. I just need one little suck, back. I just need I'm one suck. I'm going to the edge. I'm going to off. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to put it in reverse. Let the car roll down. I'm going to fucking gonna suck it off. off. I'm just going to suck it off. I'm just going to suck it off. Um, he, so he sucks him off and Sam yeah. dies. No, um, <laughs> And then he's uh, like, "What? This is uh, you're nutting blood. What is this? Um, I don't like this uh, Sam, blood at all. It's unclean. I'm su- really surprised we didn't get the oh my god, what's wrong with you kind of speech that we yeah, always wow. get." From, <laughs> well, they got the grace, grace out of him. So yeah, um, <laughs> is this a little bit of angel grace left? And he would have like cast lied to me. He said he got it all out, but there's some left. Now I have to be mad at him too. Also, where's Castiel? He's just, where is Castiel? Like, what is happening with Castiel right yo, now? Why couldn't he come? <laughs> Um, Alonzo, there's some there's some moment here where they like explain why Alonzo is super strong, but he's like like really shrugging this fight off, right? Like he, Sam yeah. is trying to to compete, but he just can't. And I I don't remember what it was that they said. I didn't I didn't make a note of it, but he says something like, "Oh yeah, I'm not just a something. I can, I'm also super strong." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." He also like <laughs> on top of being a Peruvian fact sucker, he also works out. <laughs> Yeah, this is like uh, Marvel trading cards when it was like like when they, they would rate superheroes and he'd be like strength six and I'm like oh okay so he's like <laughs> way stronger than me but nowhere near as strong as say the Hulk <laughs> okay right. that's a weird weird flex yeah. Ant Man okay yeah. come on Ant Man all right um, so that's what's happening here Ant Man takes down Sam but then Dean swoops in at the last second he cuts off that weird alien tongue yes um, which kills boom. Alonzo um, got him yeah uh, which is a neat way to kill these monsters i think like if you can't like i'm curious i'd be really curious they don't i don't think these guys ever show up again again but uh sure they don't like if you could involuntarily get one of these things out or if they have to they have to show you theirs before you can cut it off yeah yeah they have i, to, I think it's like, just a neat way to kill them yeah and like they have to be trying to suck you down before you even have a chance to um to fuck them up you know that's true. You gotta you gotta suck before you can fuck. I think is the the classic pish taco phrase. I'm pretty sure they say it in this episode. So yeah, it's in um, Dad's diary. Like if they looked up pish taco, oh yeah, yeah, diary, yeah, it would totally yeah, say yeah. suck before fuck. That would be that's a John Winchester that line for sure, uh, without a doubt. Without a yeah. doubt. Um, but yeah, they uh, so that's that. And then Dean is like, "Yo, we gotta go kill. Uh, we gotta go kill Maritza. We gotta take her down real quick." And Sam is like, "Dude, uh, can you?" 
Can you uh, chill? By the way, please? by the way, Maritza, a woman who has lost her brother and her husband, and more than likely her business, all in the yeah. same like hour after meeting Bad the Winchesters. Day. Bad day. Um, and then say, oh, this is where Sam kind of goes on his uh, his little his little thing, because he's like, listen, we don't need to um, we don't need to kill her, and uh, Dean is like, well, you said you wanted to keep things strictly business. Um, and we're in the business of killing monsters, and Sam is like, I meant business between us, not as in, like, murdering, because I have a heart. Uh, what if some hunter had found me when I was possessed by an angel? Would I have deserved to die? Um, he's kind of just throwing that all back in Dean's face. Which is, you know, um, it's, it's, I mean, Sam's not being, like, a nice guy here, he's, like, guilt, he's guilting Dean, except he, it's just, it's just somewhat more justified, even though it sucks when you see it, um, but we've also, we've been having these conversations since season two, and I thought, I just thought we were over them, um, some monsters yeah, aren't yeah. evil, I feel like Something's... we've been, been there, done that. <laughs> we hunt um, evil, Dean, not monsters, was the line yeah, that I remember when was I was so excited he said that, fucking I was like, dope oh man, line. this is gonna be great, this is, this season is fantastic, two. <laughs> Still here. I'm also Still not here. real, uh, not real great. I don't, I don't really jive too well with the way that this ends. Dean agrees to, um, not kill deport her. Deport her. They deport her instead, which like, Why? I realized, I realized this was like five years ago or whatever, but, uh, boy, that just, it just, it rings a little too close from, from, from home right now. Like, Dean, are you, are you Hunter Ice right now? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Like, this is, what the this fuck? is real fucking weird, man. What the fuck? Uh, I, I I don't like that at all. But that's fine. I mean, like it's in the story, like that we just have to get rid of yeah. the the bad girl. Right. Okay, now she's gone and she's sucking them down in Peru. Probably yep. I don't know. Yeah. Where well, they, well, they appreciate her sucking arts. Yes, absolutely. Um, they go back to the bunker, and um, Dean, who looks like he's about to like try to have a heart to heart, instead like holds the fact that he has saved Sam's life over his head and like goes to the point of saying, you know, what I do, I do because it's the right thing. I do it again. And Dean's and Sam's basically like, yeah, that's that's the whole fucking problem, Dean. <laughs> like that's what I'm yeah. mad at you about. You keep thinking you're doing the right thing, but you're not. Like you you're just taking decisions away from me. There there is no good side of this. And he even says kind of the heartbreaking line of like, what is the upside of me being alive? Which I think is Yeah. Is that maybe it's maybe a little Sam's own little fucked upness in that in that line there. Definitely. Definitely. Um it's that that is that's part of me almost wonders like is that at the heart of like why sam is so angry um not just because uh of dean keeping him alive but i sam obviously is still somehow holding himself responsible for kevin um and i think that he just keeps seeing himself as a fuck up which we've seen a million times before um and so him having the choice to like finally die and have it all be over with i think was obviously very appealing to sam we talked about at the beginning of the season so that line definitely like rings a chord it's like dude whoa that's like like why am i alive is kind of a a heavy question but this is where i i could totally see fans just being angry at sam because he spins it back on dean and like i said in real life he's justified it just it hurts when you see it in the show because that means we're one less or one step further away from them, like being back, you know, buddy, buddy again. Um, because he talks about how, you know, that's the problem. Dean, you think that you're my savior. Um, you think that you're doing more good than bad, but is that even true? Um, and so, yeah, when he says, what's the upside of me being alive? Dean says, are you, are you kidding me? It's you and me fighting the good fight. And that's the line that, that me and I'm sure plenty of other viewers were like, yeah, that's, that's the thing I watched the show for 
Sam, you're being a dick. Um, but again, it's just it's just not the realistic situation. Um, Sam says that he knows that Dean saved him for for Dean and not for Sam. He says you you did this for yourself because you you can't bear to be alone. Um, and if the circumstances were different. You know, because Dean Dean points that question at him. He's like, "Well, if you were in my position and I was in your position, you would have done the same thing." And Sam says, "No." And again, that sucks to hear, but it's like that's that's kind of that that's the healthy response. Um, it feels like a betrayal. It feels like a betrayal to what they stand for, but it makes sense. I think um, also Dean's response to what's the upside of me being alive is is what you said. Like Dean's like, "Well, it's 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 enough for us to be together to fight side by side." And Sam. Like, I feel like that's like, is that the best you can do? <laughs> like, it's yeah. enough that you're here for me. Like, thanks, Dean. But like, you're still making all of this about yourself. Like, I don't really have anything going on. Like, I'm not, we're not really saving the world. Dean's uh, not Dean. Uh, Kevin's dead. Kevin's mom is dead. Charlie's in the wind. You know, we're, you're working with Crowley and have the fucking Mark of Cain, whatever that is. I wasn't there for the lore dump. Nobody's told me yet. <laughs> I haven't done any research on it. Um, like it's you know so him saying that like I think is I really I'm, I'm on Sam's side here like I, Sam coming back and saying like you you're willing to do all the sacrificing even though as long as you're not, you're not the one being hurt is is very apt and cutting and uh I I, I, I yeah I'm on I'm on Team Sam at this point in life, which I you know this could all be attributed like Dean does have a a a cosmic thing in his arm now which could be affecting his moods or behaviors in some way but all of those decisions were made way before the mark of cain came along right and i I feel feel like you know dean is has been we i've called it out dean can be emotionally manipulative quite a bit so i feel i feel feel good for my boy sam getting this shit out man i think that it's all really good characterization on both sides of them same I think it's not like they're like doing a bad job writing Dean here. You know, I think that they rushed into some stuff, but they're following through with it. And they're like, they're following through on the things that they, they set out, um, to, to establish. And they're showing, look how negative and toxic this relationship is. Look at the place that these boys are at right now. And you know, it's, it's not squeaky clean. It's not good. And nobody's really happy. Um, but what I always worry about is that we've talked about it before is I think that people are seeing this situation and they're going, Sam's wrong because he's not, being with dean like he's not he's not doing what i want him to do sam's wrong um and i think that when we've complained about it it's not that we're trying to give sam a pass for his shitty behavior or dean a pass or or not give dean a pass for his shitty behavior because it's the writing it's not like these aren't people doing shit it, their characters being written and i and i just think that that we've said it before the tone is often that dean is right and sam is wrong that's the perspective is often shifted that way um so what I think is happening here is good, but what I think the result is that people get angry at Sam for, for not going along with Dean. That's why I'm even saying all this is it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's just about the characterization and watching it develop and understanding why these characters are the way that they are, why they're in the situation that they're in and just seeing it from those perspectives. Of course, Dean is going to keep trying to pull Sam back in, but he's not doing it the right way. Um, he's still like unknowingly wrapping him around his finger or trying to and trying to pull him back in and saying, you know, look at all the times I've saved you and all this stuff where he's, his intentions are pure, but his methods are impure. And he, he keeps, um, he keeps just like falling back on the the same things. Like, of course he loves his brother and he wants to protect him. Um, but he, he can't seem to grasp what he needs. And I think that's, what's going to continue driving Dean towards like down this path dean isn't going down the path he's going because sam was mean to him 
he's he's going down this path because he thinks he's doing good. He thinks he's trying to mend that bridge, but what he's doing is not listening, and it's causing him to feel more anger and resentment. Um, and I think feel um a greater distance from Sam, obviously, because of the situation that they're in. And rather than trying everything to to work it out and to understand, he's doing what we've seen him do before and dive into hunting, dive into the job. And then that's leading down towards anger and violence, and that's just going to spiral. And I think, again, he's got this cosmic thing on his arm. Um, and I, So I think all of this is really good. I'm just saying all this because I know the people go like, well, fucking Sam here, he's an asshole. Like, that's not really what's happening. He's just being honest. Yeah, I, and you know, and this all leads up to a moment where Dean says, he, he hears this and he says, well, you know what, I, I know that you would do the same thing for me. If, if you were in the same situation, you would make the same decision. And Sam says, no, I, 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 I wouldn't. And just kind of walks out and goes to bed. And like Dean looking so surprised and hurt at the end of this episode as if like what like almost like his foundations have been shook. And I think they have because you mentioned earlier, like Dean keeps going back to this. I love my brother and I want to protect him. But he he's the this brother in his head is this like mythical idea of family that's put up on a pedestal that should be protected at all costs. It's not the real person, Sam Winchester. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, and then I think Dean may be starting to realize that. I don't know. We'll see, we'll see where this season goes, but I, right. I really like this moment just because it's very rare that you see this sort of imbalance between Sam and Dean. Dean is usually the older brother. He's always right. And he's kind of over- overriding Sam and Sam actually having the moral high ground here and actually being right about Dean's weird emotional issues is is really interesting to me. And I like I want to see more of this. Again, yeah, it's, this it's this is that good old fashioned brother brother drama that I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's versus, good character work. <laughs> it's it's really good character work. Like I, you know, we we had some missteps on the way here, but I'm I'm kind of enjoying where we are right now. Yeah. Um. And you know, it it again, it sucks to see them fighting because we always want them on the same team. But this is where we're at right now, and we know how the season ends. I mean, I remember how the season ends. Um. And I'm just now, you know, putting the pieces together and like saying, like, yeah, this makes sense for kind of the the negativity that starts to develop within Dean. Spoilers, I guess. Um, the negativity um, because of situations like this, and it's not just to pit Sam against Dean. It's not about that. It's about really breaking down these characters and exploring things and and trying to find new issues. You know. They had issues of trust back in like season five after season four. Now that was the fallout of it, of even when they were back together, Dean just couldn't trust Sam after everything that he'd done. And that made sense. And they had to like go through all of that again. And now, you know, the countless times that Sam has run away because he felt like he wasn't understood or he didn't belong in this life or whatever it is. Um, everything that they've, they've done, everything that they've learned, even though his heart was in the wrong place, Dean betrayed some of that. He did betrayed some of the the growth and the understanding that they had between each other which is the crux of this entire argument between the two of them um it's it's dean not being strong enough to resist the urge to pull his brother close again you know and to to keep him here and to like you said treat him like the brother capital b brother rather than treating him like sam um and i think that that's really interesting and that's like a super interesting to use that word again it's a super interesting character flaw for him to have as a somebody who loves his brother so much but but it's but it's a toxic love and it's it's complicated and he really just wants to to protect him but he just keeps hurting him um and that's that's what makes dean part of what makes dean an interesting and flawed character 
So I want to switch gears for a little bit. Um, okay. Because I feel like the I feel like you and I have talked about this situation to, to the extent that we, we we could really talk about it. Um, this episode ends right here, by the way, with Dean and just kind of looking sad and betrayed and confused at the camera. Um, the name of my sex tape, by the way, sad, betrayed and confused. Uh-huh. Uh, this episode is set up as almost like one of our classic comedy episodes of Supernatural. Um, mm-hmm. We have the boys going undercover in kind of a wacky situation. They have different weird outfits that we don't normally see them in. They're in this weird situation. Uh, do you think that it delivers on that premise or do you think that it even tries to set it out? Because when it, when I when I read the premise, and I remember this being a pretty funny episode from the first time that I watched it, um, but like at the end of this episode, even ignoring all of the Sam and Dean stuff, where we get kind of um, you know get get emotional, but uh, it it doesn't like it's a good episode, but I don't like beyond Donna being like extremely charming and like a couple of funny moments. Like I don't I don't really think that it really nails home like a comedy episode no. as as Supernatural usually does. I don't see this being really being a comedy episode at all. Like it almost it comes out of the gate almost like seeming like it's going to be, but it has the it has good humor throughout it, but it there's not really like big jokes and once they got into the monster of the week stuff, like trying to figure out what was going on, I actually I liked it. I liked the little mystery that we went through. Um uh, it wasn't super deep, and it wasn't like crazy interesting or anything like that. Um, but I was invested in them because I think because they're on location at this like other place. So we're seeing them out of their element. I love seeing the boys out of their element. Um, I love seeing Dean at dinner with the werewolves and I like seeing them here trying to navigate this new space and still do their job and be undercover. I really enjoyed that. Um, and I think that that naturally breeds comedy because of them being, you know, a fish out of water. Um, but it wasn't really a comedy episode and I wouldn't really consider it to be a comedy episode. It's just standard monster of the week. Okay, I, I and it may just be me. Like I could just be thinking like this. I remember this being way funnier than it was, or something. Or like I think maybe, I did too. I think yeah. I definitely did too. And it, I definitely like. I feel like if you if you pitch this to somebody like Sam and Dean, go to a spa. Like you're like, oh shit, this is gonna be weird and crazy. But uh, it doesn't quite get to that point. It is still good. Like don't get me wrong. I really like this episode. It's a great introduction for Donna. I wish she had more stuff to do, but like obviously yeah. she was so fucking personable and great that they just had to bring her back. So I'm extremely into that. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty much my thoughts on this episode. I'm, yeah. I, 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 we've talked about this, uh, and we talked about it the last two episodes. Our when we came back from the mid season break, uh, the we had this this huge episode with Kane. I again, I, and I know I'm repeating myself. I've I've said this before, but I wish we had had these sorts of episodes and these sorts of conversations with Sam and Dean to lead up to the events of the Mark of Cain yeah. so that we could have them break up, um, like have them like try to be normal like this, break up, and then Dean to go kind of into a dark place to partner up with Crowley to do this thing with Abaddon to get the yeah. Mark of Cain. That feels like such a such a good like yeah evolution of of really all the things that we're dealing with um because you know it's sam pushing him away dean trying to thinking that he's reaching back but really he's just pushing back at sam um this friction creates dean gets pushed away he goes down this dark path he finds what he thinks is a way out mark of cain he can do something uh and then for whatever that's going to lead to that would you know could open up a window of now sam is the one who's going to try and save his brother again you know like they they could have done just built up to it that way and i i think that we're in a way still getting that uh i know that they probably because it was um 
what when they came back from the uh from the break uh of the season that they they needed to really kick it into high gear and have something big happen because it might have felt really weird if we just had like three mid-season episodes of them just floundering without any major plot developing and even with the tensions growing between the boys that might have felt like uh eh, well yeah there's tension but nothing's happening but now we know we got the mark of Cain on the back burner and abaddon is they're waiting for us we haven't seen them so i think that that it keeps the momentum going a little bit like you still want to know what's going to happen with that so so you're here whereas if it we hadn't gotten the mark of Cain yet you know it's a double-edged sword um it would have been nice to get the characterization beforehand but at least we're kind of getting it after <laughs> it's like almost a justification <laughs> for his choices oh man i i, I yeah I'm, I'm there with you i i'm I've been on board with season nine from the beginning. Like I've, I've actually had a much better time than I thought I would with it. Um, I'm, I'm still on board with it, even though we've had kind of a, a rocky middle. Um, I, I I'm kind of interested to see where all this plays out. Like I remember stuff that happens at the end of season nine, because it's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about it here, of course, because we have listeners that are you know watching this for the first time, but to get from there to here, I think is, is really interesting. So yeah, definitely. Uh, are you done? I'm done. Uh, this has been monster of the week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for our supporters at patreon.com slash monster of the week. We really appreciate you. If you were interested in getting, um, exclusive content from me and Chris, you can go there or you can listen to our public podcast thinking face over at thinking Cool. You can find us, uh, you can find links to all of that at monster of the week. Cool. Because dot cool is our brand. Um, I don't know why, we, why or when we started that. You can happens. talk to us on, on Twitter at MOTWcast. We also have an Instagram, which I've never, ever called out, but you, you do all the Instagram stuff. What's our Instagram, Chris? It's just, I'm pretty sure it's Monster of the Week podcast. Yeah, it is. Okay. Monster of the Week podcast on Instagram. Sweet. Yeah. Um, talk to us on those various social media platforms, or uh, if you are a patron, you can get access to our Discord server, and you can chat with us directly there as well. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back next week, and the, tr- the preview for next week, as this page loads, is <laughs> The Bunker is Haunted. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I've been waiting to I've been waiting to say that for you. To you I've been, for those so are those long. magic words I have been looking for. Oh shit! The bunker is haunted. Get ready. Give me that. Hold on to your butts, folks. Uh, thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye. I don't remember this episode at all. The bunker is haunted. Yeah, I don't remember that either. But woohoo! Pretty excited about it, though. Same. All right. What freaking episode is this? 120? We are at 120. Insane. Um, I hope you're coping. Do what? I hope you're, you're still coping. Oh, I'm fine. With your, uh, with your survivor skills. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I think Autumn has a bunch of work to do tonight. She's going out of town for the next couple of nights. So I think I'm just going to... Um, I'm either going to start a brand new game uh-huh. and start from scratch, or I'm going to go try to like do the achievement grinding that I need to get all the skill points and all of the upgrades and all of that business. Um, I'll probably play for a little bit, just a little bit. And then I'll switch over to my low-key, chill, relaxed game. Um, have you ever played Rogue Legacy? 
man, I get, I get this. Hold on, let me Google what this is because I get this confused all of the time. It sounds. It has a very bland name. Oh so. yeah, this. Is, so okay, okay. So um, I think I get this confused with Rogue Galaxy. Is so this is like the um the uh what call it the uh the, 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 what do they call those games roguelikes or whatever roguelike yeah um I've never played another game like this yeah i get this confused I, with rogue galaxy which is I, way different <laughs> totally um, game. rogue legacy i really 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 like this game it's really? the perfect game to put on a podcast or throw on a tv show or whatever and you're gonna go in and you're gonna die and you're gonna do it over and over and over again but eventually you start leveling it up and gaining skills and gaining like classes um that's it starts with a random class every fucking time but um it's it's just something there's there's bosses that i would get to and think you can't this can't be beaten and then, you know, 15 tries later, suddenly you're like, wait a second, I'm starting to get the, get the hang of this. Um, most runs that you do will offer you some progress. I'm just thinking about it again because I, I saw one of those Twitter accounts be like, oh, you know, a posting was listed for like a physical version of this game or something. I was like, oh, I wonder if I should, you know, what, if I ever play that game again. But I put like 60, 70 hours into that sucker. It was, really? a, it was a real good time sink. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I really, I, I, it's five years ago almost four or five years ago um so it's almost like hard to remember like the ins and outs of it but i really liked it yeah i bought this on so if you uh, need i bought this on PS4. If you need something to just chill with yeah yeah i, I, I have this on ps4 and i'd you know i, I like roguelikes a lot but for some reason this didn't quite click with me I don't, I don't know what it was i don't know what it was at the time I, I, to, I i did like three or four times i think i bounced off of this game when i yeah. played it on ps4 then i i finished persona 4 on vita and i was like man i really need something to play on vita and i had that from some you know, oh, ps yeah, plus weekend so i played it on vita felt real good so i wonder if it's on switch if it's if, if it's on switch grab it on that handheld give it a try or try it on ps4 again i was actually thinking like where that it's free a really good switch game um yeah i want to try it i want to get there. uh um enter the gungeon on switch because that's a game that I've, i really want to like but yeah. i can't i can't quite make it happen i don't know what it is so i need to uh I, my my switch is real dusty i need to bust that thing out yeah i think that uh i think rogue legacy is on switch i'm sure like they've got every single indie game that they possibly can it's gotta be right i don't know yeah um check it out if you're bored I will. Might be a good good way to de- de- stress. You know, you know who you know how I am though, man. Like, I'm not going to be able to stop until I get the platinum on Sekiro. Like that, oh, yeah. that Sekiro. Oh, yeah. I'm just not going to be able to stop. So I haven't even really I, um, looked at all the achievements, but like getting the four endings is going to be a whole thing. So somebody I follow on Instagram just like posted the plat, and I was like, oh, sick! I've just beat the third boss. <laughs> <laughs> People are so weird about that shit, man. Like just just don't maybe talk about. Like I have been talking about Sekiro all on Twitter without actually saying anything that I think would ruin the game for anybody. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, um, you could, I just you said Genichi. Right. I said Genichi. No. Um, that was about it. And yeah. then I posted a vine of a little girl yelling, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good. That was kind of the, that's, I haven't done much else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to go eat. I'm hungry. Okay. Bye. Talk to you later, my man. <laughs> later. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 Hey, hey, sorry, that was mo- that was on me. Oh, <clears throat> um, I'm not even recording yet. All good. Cause my check, check, check. Um.
Okay, hold on. It sounds like you're still doing a little bit of noshing over there. I'm going to finish chewing and then I'll start my audio <laughs> or my recording. That's okay. Right. I've got these. I got this beautiful <laughs> crunch crunch in my on my side. So. <laughs> Oh, I have to keep deleting a stupid, stupid audio update to get sound out of my speakers. But then every time I do it, it just gives me a hard time after. It's real, um, it's real thorn in the side, you know what I'm saying? Hey, how are you? Did you, did you just beat Sekiro? I just beat Sekiro. Hell freaking yeah, gamer. Um, it looks like it, it. On my recording, it it dropped a few frames. I'm guessing because I was recording in HDR and the PS4. Just there's a lot of shit going on when you're doing that. Um, sure, yeah. But uh, it's the total time was seven minutes and forty three seconds. Damn. I legit don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. I've beaten three bosses in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's not worth it, my man. To be honest with you, just it's like it's not worth it for for almost. So I I always turn my video games off by like ten thirty because like it's too much stimulation at night. Um, and I'm old, so I need to be able to you know shut my brain off. And uh, then I would read, but the, the last couple nights I've been playing Trails of Cold Steel until the wee hours of the morning, and by that I mean like eleven thirty, and. It's so relaxing, because I'm not fucking doing shit in that game. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just running around talking to people. It feels good. I'm not worried about anything. <laughs> just having a good time. I'm just having a good time. I'm not suffering at all. Um, This was this was pure suffering. Damn. And is it a typical FromSoft ending that's like, like maybe 30 seconds long, and then it's just credits? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. went, I got the ending, uh, and then you have the option to go directly into New Game Plus, and I didn't do that because I was, I still have uh, a handful of um, like stuff that I need to clean up. So there's a like, gotta, you got to clean that stuff. I got to clean all my stuff up. Uh, there's some beads that I missed, which I probably should have done before the boss, but I was just kind of at the boss, and like, I don't. I don't really want to get out the wiki and start uh-huh. going through to figure out where which ones I got and which ones I missed and all that stuff. I mean, you sound pretty haggard right now. Not in your voice. Your voice sounds fine, but I feel like it's sort of a like in your spirit. Man, it's it's <laughs> dude, it was it was rough. Like that was You've tasted victory, but at what cost? That's sort was, of the vibe I'm getting from you. <laughs> it was like three days, man. Like an uh not an insignificant amount of hours on each of those days. Uh so I I think today I started, um, oh, I can probably tell you, I can probably just look at the time that I posted and don't, don't give up skeleton discord. Let's see. Um, yeah, I started around a little bit before noon. Um, today. Yeah. Um, and you beat it when? <laughs> like 15, 20 minutes ago. So that's, a, that's a total of four hours that I spent on it today. Jesus. Damn um, gamer probably a solid hour and a half to two hours yesterday and um i don't know i don't know how many hours on sunday but wow um several so probably you know bumping up on like a six hour boss adventure 
Yeah, uh, that that one other dude I talked to, I think I said this last time, was that uh, he said he spent ten hours finally like defeating that that last boss. That's a lot. That's a lot of time for one enemy. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> There's just nothing else to say. Just I just, like- I mean, like it. It was. It was just such a. It's such an amount of sustained perfection that uh-huh. you. Unlike, and I, I didn't do it well. I'd, like I, it wasn't like clean or anything. Like I'm, like I'm gonna post this to YouTube because someone's already asked me to like, hey, I wanna, I wanna see you, be, you beat it. And I was like, okay, sure. But I was like watching the last phase of the battle, and I was like, sloppy, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sloppy, 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 sloppy. That's how um, I, uh, that's how I was on the third boss of the game, where I kept getting to the final phase of that and figuring out what to do, and then I was just fucking it up. I was just being a poser, and I couldn't, I couldn't hang. Twice I got within one hit of beating the boss and then i just fucking whiffed it uh and it was it was devastating and then i like i told you yesterday i came home belly full of burger and i just i just went in there and i zenned out i lost all my health i couldn't heal anymore but and then i was like well it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter what happens next i've already lost but in a way once you reach that mindset you're free <laughs> you know and i just was able to deflect everything that came my way and um finally just take the boss down. I like couldn't believe it happened. Like as I was watching it happen, I was like, "Is this? Am I really doing this right now?" <laughs> this was uh, this was Roof Boy. This was this was Roof Boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you do the? Um, did you, were you able to land any lightning reversals? That's like how I beat him. Was just oh, really? like basically running away until he uh, hit me with the lightning. I would jump up, th- throw it back at him, except for like the final stretch where I suddenly couldn't seem to avoid him anymore. And every time I healed, he jumped and got me. I was I was a damn fool, and I, I wasn't on my guard. So then I had no health and no way to heal, and no items left. I kept throwing firecrackers. That was kind of my um, go-to like reflex, uh, especially in the second phase. Anytime he would create a little bit more distance than I was comfortable with, I would toss down those firecrackers, buy myself half a second to get you know close in so that I wouldn't get shot. Um, and I kept doing that out of like muscle memory and then realizing i didn't have any left <laughs> like oh no um but yeah i i was able to, to throw back his attack at him in that third phase and then i just was completely fucking up i missed two in a row they didn't hit me but i i didn't throw them back at him mm-hmm. and i was like this is it like i'm asking for trouble and then he went into his big sword combo and i guess i i just hadn't considered well if i just keep tapping l1 at the right time i'll deflect everything he does <laughs> and i did i just was like well i'm going to fucking die so let me just see if i can block all of his attacks in this rotation so that i'll know for next time and i blocked all the attacks and i jumped away from him i accidentally jumped on his head which normally like sometimes you want to do that but i was like well i'm fucking dead now he's got a sword as long as my whole body that thing's about to catch me but he he didn't do anything i jumped off his head I was totally vulnerable, and then he jumped in the air to do his lightning attack, and I was like, oh my god, now's my chance. I jumped in the air, I accepted it, threw it back at him, and then I was able to take him down. That's that's rad. Um, I think I just, I, I'm done. Like, I beat the game. <laughs> as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I'll, I'm sure that <clears throat> over the over the next few months, I'll be talking about this a lot on Don't Give Up Skeleton and, and various other mm. places, but um, that, that lightning reversal thing is so is such a weird fucking mechanic for this game because they 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 drop it to you on like a like a note on a board. Yeah. Like this is how you do the lightning reversal. 
they never show it to you in game until the dude does it for the first time. The The timing on it is really weird. It's nothing like that you've had to do in the game up to this point. And then after that fight, you'll go a long fucking time before you even see lightning again. Like, it's so it's, funny that this game treats itself as if it's like... I don't know. One of the myriad of like PS2 action games that I've played where there's like a lot of different things going on. Like a Devil May Cry, which isn't necessarily like the easiest of easy games, but it's something that like anybody can totally manage. It acts as if it's one of those. <laughs> the way that it's just like throwing tips at you, like, hey, you should try pressing L1 and R1 at the same, or whatever. Um, but it's not. It's not one of those games. It's insanely <laughs> fucking difficult. <laughs> Yeah, the DMC comparison has come up a couple of times because, uh, you know, DMC is obviously like a high level of play kind of game, uh, but you can scale that down, right? Like you can mm-hmm. you can bring mm-hmm. that down if you just want to like, I want to experience the action game. And so all of this like discourse around Sekiro's difficulty has been around that kind of stuff of like, why does it have to be this hard and all this other stuff? And I'm like, we talked about it the last on the last podcast and um, I was, I guessed it on Dark Insight last week, I guess when this is mm-hmm. coming out, but uh and talked about it there too and like i I just you know there's stuff in this game that i think is just tuned for a, a player that i guess exists like they have to be out there <laughs> like the, yeah like yeah. you know i'm looking i look well, up i was looking at boss strat not boss strategies but um someone was like oh like like because I, I made i made a, I made a tweet was like literally nobody has ever beat this boss it's impossible if they've told you that they've beat it or showed you some sort of proof it's all lies and fakery photoshop whatever and they were like yeah lobos has already beat this without you know leveling up healing or attack power throughout the entire yeah, game somebody like, said something similar to me like oh yeah uh, beating him like while taking no damage is super tough and i was like what do you mean <laughs> like beating beating him with all, all my items and all my upgrades and everything that was tough and he's the third boss <laughs> i looked up uh i looked up lobos's thing and uh I, I was i thought i was going into like his just his first run so i could see like okay like he's just going to be playing it normally but i i clicked on the 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 no heals no upgrade no items thing or whatever and uh the the boss fight that I just told you that I finished in eight minutes, the recording on Lobos's YouTube is like 47 minutes long. Oh my God. And like, so obviously it's possible. Like obviously Lobos is out there doing this. I, I think that there's a aspect of the fandom of these games that really dig this kind of stuff. But boy, like I just, it's just not really what like that style of gameplay is just, like my hands hurt right now, Chris, my hands are yeah. hurting. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, well, they say that I think it's age 24 is like peak gamer or 23 is peak gamer. Like according to the brain and body. Um, so I don't know how old Lobos is. I don't know how old these other, these other, uh, children are, but I feel like we're, you and I are both past our prime. <laughs> At some, I just, I don't, really they want to ever do this again like I, mm-hmm. i'm looking up mm-hmm. to see if the other because there's four endings to the game and i'm I, I was looking it up to see if i have to fight this dude again for the other three endings because <laughs> jesus oh man and uh if I, if I if i do have to do it it definitely won't be for uh new game plus like i'm not going to go into yeah. a fight on new game plus i'll go into new game plus and, um and probably do the the what people are calling the bad ending um and like finish upgrading all of my, my bullshit or whatever but um did you do the thing to accidentally put yourself in a new game plus no i did not uh because i did <laughs> uh and then i was like i got a real bad feeling about this it told me not to do it but i did it anyway so i looked it up it was like yeah dog uh 
<laughs> Good fucking luck. But you can go into your inventory and just remove the thing and, and set it back to normal, I think. Otherwise, I've been on hardcore mode this whole time. <laughs> what did you... I mean, I guess I can put some spoiler warnings around this when we get to the time, but what did... like? What I, don't, I haven't heard that anything locks you into New Game Plus. Like I rang a bell. Oh, an, at the temple? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, there's an item in your inventory now. Just use that. And that'll, that'll yeah, dispel yeah. the thing. But that, that okay. doesn't... I did the same thing. Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, okay. That's when I read about it online. It said like, "Yeah, this is basically New Game Plus." I was like, oh, "What are the?" <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really think it's hilarious that you can um, basically like have they they chose to enable a hard mode, uh, but they yeah. did not choose to cool. make anything easier. And I'm like, "What the what the hell?" Um, I yeah, I just I just man, I think the the big difference is that Dark Souls is obviously on first approach difficult uh and it requires uh a measure of skill but you can also just level your way through something like hey i can't beat this boss so if i want to fucking spend 70 hours pumping points into vitality so i get so much goddamn health that it doesn't matter or whatever the status um then then you can do that if you you want to you have the time and you can pretty much just beat any boss by getting strong enough you can also lose to any boss still but there's in Dark Souls, there's leveling and equipment, which don't really matter that much, but they can help. And there's also um, not just skill, but knowledge. I know what he's going to do. I know how to avoid it. And as long as I have that knowledge and, that, and the patience to deal with things, I can deal with them. But at Sekiro, you need that knowledge and you also need the skill to act upon that knowledge. <laughs> Where, and I don't think I have that kind of skill. Even when I'm like, all right, I understand his moveset here. But these old hands, they they don't understand. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a like. So there's you know multiple phases in fights. Um, it the way that <clears throat> most of the game progressed is that I would play through a phase and then get to phase two and like die, and then I would come back and like by the point that I would try it several times, phase one would just like kind of almost be autopilot, right? Like I would just right, uh, right. But the thing is, like. It, in in the last boss fight and in several other fights, I would have it down. I know mentally exactly what I need to do. As soon as I messed it up, like the 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 room for recovery was so fucking tight. Like I barely mm-hmm. had time to like heal up. And the bosses all seem like and I've I've noticed this with FromSoft since Dark Souls two Dark Souls two is that if an enemy sees you healing, they will start running after your ass. And like the the bosses in this game are real aggressive about that. Yeah. So like there were times where I would eat eat a hit in exchange for a heal and get like, you know, twenty percent more health instead of having my full health mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's super sucks. annoying. Um, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's you know, but you could like there were times where I had the first phase of the last boss fight like fucking down. Like when I, the on this video uh, or not video, but on this last attempt, like I, I don't think I got touched in the first two phases. Like I think I just fucking like perfected yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but there were many many attempts. Like and usually it would happen right after I got to the last phase and died, <laughs> where I would immediately <laughs> just f- fuck up the first phase and like not be able to recover in time and just yep. die. Yep. Like it got to the point where I wasn't even healing. Like I just, I'm just not going to heal in the first two phases. Like if I can't do that without healing, I have no chance in in the in, in the last parts. So I'm that's, just not gonna. That's where I was at. Yeah. Yeah. I just like fuck, dude. It's it's rough. It's hard. I don't know what else Except, to say about it. <laughs> You're saying all this about the final boss, and I'm saying it about the third boss. 
That's true. Um, yeah. So, some, but you don't want to know what I did last in. night. I do. So I did beat that boss, and I turned it off almost immediately after. Uh, I went like through the next area. I snuck through some grass um, down a, a. There was. I don't know if this is spoilers. There were some fucking monkeys hiding in there, and I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you ain't getting the drop on me, monkey. Uh, I'm, I'm an, uh, I'm a human. I'm an adult. You're a fucking ape. <laughs> um, I don't fucking think so, you idiots." Um, and so I killed them all. Um, uh, but I, I did that, and then I, and then I got to the sculptor's idol, whatever the hell it is, and um, then I turned that off, and I put on Trails of Cold Steel, and then I ran around the campus that this the game takes place on. And I talked to every single NPC because I could. There's a lot of them. And I keep telling people that every NPC has their own storyline and every NPC, their dialogue will change. Like the next time you go, if the day passes, if it's later in the day, every single NPC will have new dialogue. I keep telling people that, but I, I didn't engage with that because like i want to play video games and not like read books right you know i'm a gamer <laughs> um but this time i just i was like who fucking cares i played this game before i'm gonna i'm gonna suck all the juices out of this bad boy so i just ran around and i talked to everybody and there was there's so much narrative happening outside the realms of like anything you would ever need to do and i'm honestly now like fascinated by it um just like there's these two characters who are um Maybe we're dating, but now they've gotten into a fight, and I'm like, oh, that's that's weird. A, a lover's quarrel. I don't care. I don't know. But then I, I talk to somebody else who's like, yeah, that guy in that relationship, he's been acting really weird lately at club, too, and we don't know what's wrong. I'm like, oh, something suspicious is going on with this boy, and I don't even know what it is. And just break that down like, and separate it across like you know 50 different characters. There's just little things happening. So I just ran around this town and just talked to people, and it was very relaxing. And then I decided... I was going to go fishing, and then I caught every fish in the game. It took me like half an hour. It wasn't that hard. Um, <laughs> was it eight minutes of sustained perfection? <laughs> it wasn't. It was just like a couple minutes of lazy fishing. Although I was really struggling with the fishing at first, and I didn't know why. It's because I had it on like, because you, you tap X, and then it's like tap square. Tap trying to tap it fast to, you know, get it, but not, not that fast. But I had it on turbo mode, which makes everything uh, go by faster. Um and I didn't realize that that was affecting the speed at which I was supposed to tap the button. So I was like, man, fishing in this game's real fucking hard. It's not. I just had I had turbo mode on. <laughs> but that's literally all. I, I just like hung out in this town. I was like, am I even a gamer right now? I'm just talking to, like fake characters. This is this is wild. But I had a great time. It was so relaxing. So it just got drifted off to sleep after that and had a nice night. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't weren't gripping your hands into a claw under your pillow to try to get them to feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because I, I, yeah, I was, I was relaxed. You sound, you sound broken, <laughs> which isn't right because you were, you won, you beat the game, but, but you know, here I, you are. I, um, I, I was, I'm, I was thinking about this because it's never incredibly satisfying to finish a Souls game, right? Like to finish, finishing right. Dark Souls 1 was me like by accident wandering outside and then triggering the dark ending. Um, <laughs> finishing Dark, f- it, it, I guess what I'm saying is it's always like, um, anticlimactic yeah there's yeah. never there's never like a like even in in bloodborne which i thought i think still has probably the argu- arguably the best boss of any of these games uh like the final you, boss yeah you, you fight like, or the secret final boss whatever no no no, no i don't i don't think the secret final boss is kind of shitty but uh the you fighting german is, is is rad right like that's a fun oh, time yeah 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 um and but like finishing it and then you just like sit back and you're like okay cool like let me see what else i can do in this game and that's kind of how i feel now 
but I just I have like no desire to actually like get to the last. It's hard. Thing. It's yeah. goddamn hard. And I just looked up to see what the um, other endings required, and yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it gets any easier. <laughs> um, there's usually a point in Bloodborne uh, or uh, Dark Souls where you've reached a level of mastery that any new challenge that comes at you, you're like, I got this. No, no sweat, you know, and obviously you still struggle throughout the game, but you, you know what you're doing and you can handle yourself. Every new area of this, I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? <laughs> it is that, man. It, it definitely is that. I, uh, I, yeah, just, I don't think the levels are really astoundingly hard. Like, I feel like the levels are all perfectly balanced for what you're doing. And I think, and it's, and it's kind of a shame that, um, you will get to some fucking brick walls of bosses and and then have to mm-hmm. get beat those to explore more levels. Like, I think some of that stuff could be, I don't know. I man, miss like, the, the flashback thing. Like when I was all said and done with that, I'd done it so many times and like mastered that whole area and explored so much and found so many fun things. I'm like, can I just go back there? Like that was, <laughs> I feel like I had that down. <laughs> Harada was really cool. I like, I like that area a lot. Um, there's some, there's some really fun areas. There's some really cool encounters and some neat encounter design. And then there's some crazy fucking bosses. Like you were talking about those monkeys and I'll just, I'll just say, man, like watch out how you I've treat heard. monkeys. <laughs> I've heard. Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Am I gonna be monkeys. punished for the way I've treated monkeys? <laughs> Monkey monkeys remember. <laughs> They're like wow. elephants that way. Fuck. Um, I thought they were baddies. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> am I the baddies? Am I the baddie? But yeah, I yeah, I I do feel kinda like not like I'm like empty inside or anything like that i just i feel like, like survivor's guilt right now i kind of feel like i'm in a in a weird like abusive relationship <laughs> with sekiro at this point of like i spent like again i spent four hours on the same boss fight today chris like that's a ridiculous yeah. amount of time to do that like that's I sh- nobody should do that and yeah i just i think challenge runs are going to be really interesting in this game but uh, i also think that they are going to be incredibly boring to watch like i think mm-hmm. like watching lobo spend 50 something minutes on on this fight is not something that's going to be interesting to me like it's just going to be a a war of aggression and like having to be perfect for such a long time and that dude is a patient elemental and I'm, i know there's a bunch of other patience elementals out there on twitch but i just man, boy <laughs> am i not am i not feeling that it ain't kind me. Of, yeah anyway it's time it's time for the young the younger generation to take over i think our our time has passed <laughs> <laughs> i hope you know i hope the next from software game is more like Darasine and or Darasine and less like sekiro let me say that because Darasine right, is right. real easy it just required a 600 dollars attachment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i bet that this was their this is going to be their their branch out in one direction but they i don't i can't see them wanting to press into that too much repeatedly like i bet they would return to this format and do a sekiro 2 um but i can't imagine that bloodborne 2 is going to be as extreme you know because it's going to follow the same bloodborne format probably i don't know man like you look at some of those the in-game stuff that's happening in bloodborne and like that shit is ridiculous like that some of, the, some of the like defile chalices and you know all that you get into in there and uh is is kind of fucking crazy so i've only beat bloodborne once i need i really need to go back and finish it it's just i've i'm halfway through so many new playthroughs because i get halfway through and i go oh i don't remember how to play let me start a new game yeah <laughs> and then yeah. i've done those first areas in that fucking optional area right at the beginning um 
dude has a Gatling gun up on the tower. I forget what that area is. I've done that every single time because it wasn't until I think I met you like three years after the fact that you were like, oh yeah, that area is optional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally optional. Uh, Old Yarnum is that area. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You should though. You should, you should go check that out. We are um we are officially approved on iTunes, but we are still not showing up on iTunes. Yeah, it's gonna might take a couple hours, right? Yeah, I was I was I just noticed I had the windows still up from when I was refreshing it yesterday. So yeah, I do not see our beautiful faces on iTunes anywhere. Almost there, almost there. Hopefully by tomorrow, because then the second episode's up. Yeah, people will be like, "Oh, it's real." It's, it's actually a real thing. <laughs> I didn't realize, you know, I, I started saying stuff like that, and then I just started having a lot of fun with it, and I didn't know uh-huh, people would believe uh-huh. it, so I was just having a great time doing that. I thought that was, like, just way too much fun. Trying to, like, over-emphasize, uh, yeah, this is real, guys. Why wouldn't it be real? Yeah, Come why on. wouldn't it be real? This is definitely real. Um. <laughs> Let me just, uh, I've already closed this, son of a bitch. Was this your first podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you sound so broken. I hate it. It's <laughs> honestly, this is better than the alternative, though, because I was actually I know, thinking, I know, in my head of like, what happens if I don't beat this? Chris is ready I was, to record, and I just come. I was gonna to say, to let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> Autumn uh, called me. She was on her way home, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> she's like, what are yeah. you doing?" <laughs> Okay. I, I don't know, Autumn. I'm developing depression, I think. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm developing fucking survivor's guilt over here. <laughs> That's what it is. You beat Sekiro, but you have survivor's guilt. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I can't wait. Have you noticed my voice crack like eight times already? It just did it again a little bit. You're kind of sounding like T-Pain over here, so I, it, I, it's, it's hard to pick oh, up. Oh, perfect. Perfect. My voice is cracking a lot. Sorry, listener. I don't know why. I think I'm getting sick again. Uh, let me. Do, 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 do. I hope you don't get sick. Steve was very sick. He got sick from PAX, and I was with him. Steve went to PAX. He did. He yeah. bought a gamer chair, and I was like, "How'd you PAX? get it home?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, like, "How'd you get it home?" He was like, it "No, was, they ship it to you." I was was like, it oh, a deal? Right, no, like, no, was it a right. special deal? Like, why didn't you just no. go to Amazon for that bad boy? <laughs> They they ship it. They ship it. <clears throat> so weird. Oh man. I wish there was a Chomp Chain episode about the adventures of Pax in twenty nineteen. I know. I know. Him and Joe went. Joe the gamer? Joe the gamer. Me and Dylan didn't though. We're not true gamers. Y'all too busy podcasting. Yep. Yep. Shout out to the one one nine podcast. Yo, shout out. <laughs> Thank you.